Hey, John for FastSexBlog.com. Well, I'm sure if it hasn't happened to you yet, it might down the road. And that is the cursed writer's block. Even if you have a list of keywords, sometimes you just feel like writing something different. You want it to be a little bit fun, but you just can't come up with a topic. And I've been faced with that a lot. Here's a simple solution. Not only will you probably come up with a very interesting article for your new site, but it'll be fun to write. And it's this. Just pick some mildly interesting story in your life, something that happened, some experience, and start writing about it. And try to make it interesting. Pack it full of some action. And as you write it, think about how it's going to somehow come, come around and relate to your niche. In some emails, I've written about how my car died which resulted in me having to get a new car. It was quite a story. It stalled in an intersection of rush hour in a busy downtown center. The cars whizzing by me. I had to push this thing through the intersection into a bike lane, got a ticket. It's freezing cold, minus 10, which is unusual where I live. Two hours later, tow truck got it to the dealership. They spent, I don't know how many days trying to fix it. The car was dead and... I decided then and there I needed a car, drove it into the ground. Okay, so so yeah, interesting. Kind of a good story. And I was able to put that into one of my niche sites. I wove it into a, a topic that was relevant. Very, very simple. It made for an interesting read. All right, let's talk about another example. Let's talk about not too long ago, I talked about how I waited tables in college. And I was able to sell a lot of desserts by using a dessert tray. The moral of the story there was show, don't tell. And it's definitely true on your, on your niche blogs and sites as it is for writing. Show, don't tell. Make it interesting. Okay? Show a dessert tray. You're going to sell desserts. You ask someone if they want dessert, nobody's going to take one. All right? So let's talk about how I learned this moral of the story in college. Uh, high school had pretty good grades. was an A student, B-plus student. And went to college, and I thought, you know, how, how hard could it be? Well, college was harder than high school. I had to work harder. And and until then, I thought it was a half-decent writer. I always actually did, I don't know, A, a- minus or something in, in writing in high school. So I had to enroll in your writing. Everybody had to take a writing class in college, 101, whatever, intro, just basically write essays for a semester. So I did that. And uh, remember the first writing assignment, so I do it, go home, crank it out. thought it was great. Submitted it, got back to C plus, and I didn't think that was very good. I didn't think it warranted it. I, I can't really say I was upset, but I was curious as to where I went wrong. It was just completely marked in red. It was a bloodbath. So went up to the prof. I was polite. I wasn't kind of one of those students that would you know come up uproar and start yelling, screaming. I was polite. I said, "Hey, do you think I could just come meet you in your office sometime and talk about this?" And she said, "Sure, of course." So I went there, and I asked her, "Well, where did I go wrong with this?" And well. She stepped me through everything. I got to tell you, I probably had 25 minutes with that professor who she really cared. She was a great prof. She, I learned so much about writing just for her using my bloodbath of an essay and where I went wrong and how it should have been and how it could have been made better. I learned a ton. And I was confident after that that I could probably do a, do a better job with future writing assignments. Uh, she suggested I take some of my draft work for future assignments over to the College Writing Center, and I did that. And it was a free service, and it was English majors who would help you know go through your drafts and help you improve it. So I did that, and I did that for a month or two. 
I spent a lot of time there and it really helped actually with my writing. And well, I just kept hammering at this class, started getting better and better grades. And when smoke cleared at the end, she gave me an A minus. And I did work really, I don't think I worked harder for any class than that class. I, and that was a first year class. I really worked hard. I really wanted a good grade. I really wanted to learn how to write. And when I sat down with her that first, that first week, going over that first essay, I learned so much about showing and not telling in writing. And it made a lot of sense and it resonated with me. Now, I'm not telling you that because I think that I'm the greatest writer in the world. I'm a mediocre writer at best. I, uh, I, I did a law degree and I'm actually half decent at legal writing. Again, not the best, but I'm half decent, but legal writing is boring. Right? It has to be factual. It has to be persuasive. And it's just really, really boring. And that kind of works for me. By default, I am a boring writer. It takes an effort for me to try to jazz it up. And the easiest way to do that for me, regardless of which niche I'm writing about, including fat sacks, is to start with a story because that's interesting. I can make a story interesting. And from there, I can tie the story into something that's informational. It's relevant to the niche that people are maybe searching for and so on. It doesn't have to be a long story. It doesn't have to be a thousand words. It can be 200 word intro that, that just gets the reader in there, and then you lead them into the information. And so that writing class made a huge impact on the future of my writing. Now, I forgot a lot of it, and you know, I didn't write, I didn't start niche sites until many years later, and I did a law degree, which is a totally different type of writing and all that. But anyways, you know, once I got back to building these sites and, you know, started realizing my writing was really boring, it may have been informationally, it was correct, and delivered the information that people saw, it was boring, okay? And so it was time to spice it up. And that's what I've been working really hard on doing. I've got a lot of work to do, but it has made a big difference, I would say, across all of my sites. And the point was hammered home last year when I hired a writer, started working with an in-house writer who's exceptional. And I would read her articles and go, oh, man, like I really liked them. And they were funny. They were personal personal and they had stories in them or they had really good research that was made that was written in a way that was just really really fun to read and I was reading this and, and and that inspired me to take what I was trying to not be boring writing and elevate it to even something even better and I don't always hit the mark but sometimes I do and and it's great when you do so show don't tell in your writing and really try to come up with a story. In some cases, it's easiest to just write the story first. Try not to try not to think too hard about how you're going to relate it to the niche. It's usually pretty easy to relate something to the niche. It's pretty easy to tie it in with some information. But just write the story first. Before you know it, you'll have this great starting of a blog post. The rest of it will fill itself in fairly, fairly quickly. So let me give you an example. Uh, I, have a, I have a sports niche site. And uh, I like playing a, a few sports. So I write about it. I buy tennis rackets, squash rackets, shoes, stuff like that. So I can review the stuff. It's easy to review. I've got it. Take a photo. I use it personally anyway. So, and I, I enjoy it. So it's kind of a fun site to have. What happened? How big is this going to get? I don't know, but it's kind of fun. Like I said before, I publish several of my niche sites. I publish them not because I'm going to publish two articles a day. I'm going to grow this thing into a monster in two years or anything like that. But it's just a way for me to almost just, you know, different spheres of my life that's relevant. I can post on there and because I'm interested, it turns into good content and it's something to do. So anyways, let's talk about a sports niche. Now, I'm not a big basketball player, but yes, once upon a time I played basketball and it was grade eight. It was the first year of high school. High school where I went was uh, grades eight through 12. 
I'm currently 6'3", but I was pretty short in high school. I hadn't had growth spurt yet, but I was going to play basketball. I liked basketball. I just wasn't very good. Anyways, I tried out. I made the team. I think everybody made the team, though, so <laughs> that's not much of an achievement. Uh, but I soon learned that I was going to be riding the bench. Like, uh, you know, there were, there were a good handful of players who were way better than me. I was okay with that. I was on the basketball team. I was pretty happy about it. But anyways... I needed basketball shoes. And this is around the time, this is in 88, when high tops and basketball shoes were starting to become this whole big industry thing as the NBA was really growing in, in popularity. And so I wanted high tops. I wanted proper basketball shoes because that was going to make me a better basketball player. But, you know, I mean, that's a total total joke, right? It's sort of like, you know, uh, an $800 tennis racket is not going to make me a better player than my $120 tennis racket. It's just not. I just don't play well enough to even notice the difference. So it's the same with basketball shoes. I, I probably wouldn't have played much worse in Crocs than in, in high tops. So anyways, but I wanted high tops because everybody else had high tops. And so I went out and there was a certain brand that I wanted. It was expensive, of course. My parents, of course, didn't want to spend the money. I think they were like 109 bucks. But I was bound and determined to get them. And it was a argument over getting the shoes. Anyways, my parents were cool about it. They were understanding. They bought the shoes. It was a big deal. I knew buying them, I probably had a fairly short-lived basketball career ahead of me, and uh, they probably knew that. But anyways, they got the shoes. I played the season. I don't think I played more than an hour or two. Game time, rode the bench. I did play in practice. I didn't play in grade nine. That was in a basketball career. And all that, I invested 109 bucks in the shoes for. I shouldn't say I did. My parents did. Anyways, that is a somewhat interesting story to tie into a sports site, specifically anything basketball related, I could tie that in. And I could tie in other stories about riding the bench and, you know, I had my close buddies and I rode the bench. It was us. We were always on the bench. We never put in the game because we weren't any good. And, you know, funny stories from that. So these are just stories that, and then, you know, stories are going to inspire other stories and these all become fodder for excellent blog posts. And what this ends up doing is it makes it interesting. I'm sharing, showing, not telling, and it breaks writer's block. And I do this with fat sacks. I don't want to say often, but I do it somewhat. And I think a lot of these turn into pretty good posts. I've had good feedback from them. And I do it on my niche sites as well. You know, I don't get a lot of feedback on the niche sites. It's not like fat sacks where I run an email newsletter and people reply and tell me, you know, they like it, they didn't like it, and that sort of thing. And I, I try to cater to what the feedback I get. But I don't want to get that on the niche sites, and that's okay. I usually turn the comments off because they turn into a big spam fest, and that's just another thing i got to deal with, and I don't really want to deal with it. I don't find the comments typically are going to add a whole lot to the niche, unlike fat sacks. So I don't really get a lot of feedback as to how people are taken to these, but I think the response I get on fat stacks in terms of when I do this, the feedback's overall quite positive. And so there's no reason to think that on my niche sites that, you know, by incorporating stories into my informational content, that that's a bad thing. I think overall it's a good thing. And I sure appreciate when I visit sites where the writer, whoever it is, whether they're a, they are a freelancer writing for the site or they own the site or whatever it is that, that they are actually putting an effort, making it interesting, uh, especially a personal story. Personal stories are neat because, for for both sides, the reader and the writer. And what I like about it as the writer is they're fun to write and you're giving a little bit of yourself, but you're not getting too personal, right? There's a line that you can cross when you talk about getting too personal. There's just stuff you're not going to put in a story for a public site. Right? So writing about my stupid basketball shoes, I mean, it's, 
it's 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 a cute story and it's not that personal personal it's it it totally works my car dying most of us have been there we've we've, we've had flat tires cars dying it happens that's the way it is they're usually all kind of interesting mine happening in rush hour in the middle of an intersection having to push it through a bunch of cars i mean you, you know we could all imagine the scenario it wasn't fun so from a reader's perspective they get a glimpse into the writer Without, you know, it being an account, a therapy session, right? You know, sometimes you read some people and you're like, yeah, they're getting a little personal. Um, TMI, too much info, didn't really need to know that. And that's a little uncomfortable. So you don't want to cross that line. Try to keep it to just sort of lighthearted, interesting stories, but without going in a whole, you know, uh, therapy session, because that, that's just going too far. Start with a story. You can make it fit in your niche. In fact, you could do this for every blog post. It, it, it could make for a, a terrific, absolutely terrific niche site. Give it a shot. Thanks for listening.